My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head Get it out of my head Welcome to On The Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On The Page. Joining me today are Ayla Harrison and Jason Director. Hello, you guys. Hi. Hey. Hi. I am so glad that you're drinking whiskey. Just, <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad because you've been incredibly laid back about the fact that for the past 40 minutes, we've been trying to get my board to work. And now we gave up and we are recording this off of Jason's computer. I think this is some huge scheme to get us to be drunk by the time the podcast starts. Absolutely. Now you know. Now you know my secret. Okay. But, you know, as I was saying before, like better kind of crappy sounding you than know you. Mm. So I, I do apologize to the people listening, um, but trust me, you're going to be so glad that Jason and Ayla are huddled around this little computer. <laughs> it's a campfire. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Trying to make it all work. Yeah. So um, let me tell you about Ayla and Jason. They are writing partners who also happen to be married to each other. Recently, they were 2019 Disney Award Fellowship finalists, and their script, My Dead Ex, was adapted into a TV series for Awesomeness TV on Hulu. Ayla holds an MFA in playwriting with UCLA, and as playwright and dramaturg, she's worked with La Mama, the Orlando Shakespeare Theater, Woolly Mammoth Theater Company, and the Nashville Shakespeare the- Festival. And trust me, these are really big shot places. Um, Jason's sketch and stand-up material have been featured at SNL's Comedy Showcase, and together they've developed work with Montecito Picture with, a, with the Montecito Picture Company and Temple Hill. And they're also co-creators of the fellowship list, which allows finalists and fellows of the top screenwriting fellowships to share their work with the industry and with each other. Whoo! Thanks for being here, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So I know you guys because you're extremely good writers, currently in the middle of writing probably one of the the best half-hour original pilots that I've read in a long time. That is very nice Thank of you. It, is, say. Thank it you. is really, really good. So I'm very interested in what ends up happening with it. So you'll have to come back on the show and tell me. Sure. Um, but for now, I'd like to start maybe with the last thing that I mentioned, which is this fellowship list. Um, we love, we love lists. <laughs> so why don't you tell everybody what that's about and also what it was born out of because it's it's very... Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, we started it because of the WGA ATA conflict that's uh-huh. currently still um, happening. Uh, Jason, why don't you go ahead? Because you were kind of the you were kind of the spearheader of it. Yeah. And, and if you want to remind everybody about the the, the this particular conflict, sure. we did have um, somebody talking about it, but it, it it's always changing, and it's good to refresh our memories yeah. as to what's going on right now. Right. Uh, so right now the. Um the agents have not signed the contract with the WGA, and every WGA writer has basically fired their agent in a show of solidarity. So there's a lot of uh, WGA solidarity among 
the people uh, who are in the WGA. And it's the industry's kind of been sort of, at least if you're reading the trades, if you're looking at deadline, um, the industry's sort of been thrown into this sort of chaotic thing a little bit, um, just on either end. Yeah. And from that came some nice chaos because what happened was all Mm -hmm. the uh, writers kind of came together on social media, Twitter, Facebook. It was actually like pretty amazing how fast it happened. And they said, hey, we're gonna organize this uh, WGA uh, solidarity get together. The first one was at the uh, public house on Vermont in Mm -hmm. Los Files. And it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was huge. It was started by Daniel Zucker. Mm -hmm. And then from there on, other people started having their own functions. There's actually one going on tonight at the Federal in NoHo. And what happened was uh, Ayla and I, as you said, were Uh, 2019 finalists for the ABC Disney Diversity Fellowship. We were finalists. And during the process of finals week, we met a lot of writers who were just like us, who were sharing stories that were similar to ours, who we kind of fell in love with. And thankfully, we all kept in touch and we shared work. And we said to each other, you know, this would be a great way to not only have each other see each other's work, but get our work out there and we can boost each other and share, you know, all this collective knowledge. Yeah, and we were really, really inspired by uh, the work that Liz Alper did. She created a grid and put it on Twitter and had uh, showrunners sort of shout out writers on Twitter. And we were like, that's amazing that, you know, she's doing this, you know, out of the goodness of her heart and basically shouting out all these writers. And this response was wonderful. Um, So we said, why don't we get our finalist friends and we'll kind of start a a fellowship list. So it started as a way to share our friends' work with everyone else. Um, And then from there on, we kind of expanded it. We said, look, we're going to start with everyone in the ABC uh, Disney Diversity uh, Fellowship who are finalists. And um, we opened it up slowly to NBC Universal, Fox, WB, CBS, HBO, Humanitas, New Voices, uh, Nick, Imagine Impact. Rideback, Sundance Episodic Lab, Women in Film, Blacklist Writing Lab, and BET Easter Egg Color Creative. Those are the fellowships we're kind of putting on the grid right now. And, you know, this is still going on. So if any of your viewers are like, hey, I'm a finalist or a fellow uh, for any of those fellowships, hit us up on Twitter and we'll get you on the grid. Right now we have over 100 people. Uh, We have their samples linked uh, from a Google Doc and everyone can share and learn from each other. And something that we kind of like joked about while all of this was going on because there were a bunch of different lists kind of like you could just hop on Twitter and find it. There's a bunch of different lists being circulated. Liz Alpers is one. Um, There's a a Bodies of Work, which is Mm -hmm. for disability. Um, There's just, there's a mom list, right? Like working mom TV writers. So we we really, really were uh, excited about being able to kind of like share and see this diverse set of, of lists. Yeah, and if you go to uh, Bernard Bajun's um, webpage, mm-hmm. you can find it from his Twitter account. Um, you can see he's aggregated all the lists. Yep. So if you're a so du- there's a list of lists. There's a, there's list, a list of, of lists. lists. <laughs> yes. And we can give you the link if you want to throw it up. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. On your page. It's, and you know, he when, he really did like a, a an amazing job. share of the work there, putting all that together. Right. So there is a list of lists. And it's uh, some of them are WGA only. Some of them are pre-WGA. Yep. And if you feel one of them applies to you, get yourself on the list because people 
industry execs are reading these lists. We've already been contacted by a few people. Our friends have been contacted by a few people. And this is almost the new way of getting your work out there. Yeah, sure. we sort, I think I had said earlier, like we joked about the idea that Twitter was like an agent now. Right. Like, Twitter's basically become an agent. Like people are reaching out, contacting people, DMing people, execs are DMing people. Like it's because of what's going on with this WGA ATA conflict, it's kind of just sort of created this new atmosphere uh, at the moment, you know, it's, I would yeah. imagine it's, managers are, are are really scrambling right now too, right? They, they're, get, they're getting more access. They're or? a little overworked. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> from what we understand, managers are are bearing a brunt like a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they're dealing with it in their own. You know, they're pushing through. But I like the fact that you know, in in a way, you know, this is like guerrilla selling, right? Like right. That you're going directly to the, the production companies, mm-hmm. the buyers, yeah. and they yep. are now open to that because they don't have this go-between. Yep. You know, it's, it's kind of delicious. The yeah. crazy thing in compiling the lists, reading through everyone's log lines is you almost start to look at it as a manager or agent. And you're like, well, that's most often pitched. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's really going to hit me? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and you know, we've seen some work that's just been like, it's blown us away. Huh. Yeah, it's been very interesting to kind of sort of see other people's work and kind of get into what makes them tick. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. I mean, on the whole, everyone's work has been incredibly diverse and amazing and well-written. But you see, you start to look at it from that exec perspective. Right, right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So if, if anything... Reading some of this work is going to make you a better writer. So even if you mm-hmm. aren't on this list, you have access to it, and you can you can pull anyone, up some specs. Yeah. Anyone that's, can read it, and that's huge. That is great. Yeah. So so tell me more about sort of this um, community that's been going on. List list aside, mm-hmm. and how uh, as writers, it, you know, how is this? making you feel about the industry right now? Is it making you feel more positive now? Because I mean, being, a, being writers, even when you're a team, like the two of you, mm-hmm. could be very isolating. Yeah, it's really, uh, I think it's kind of a positive thing in terms of the way that it's, uh, writers are really coming to bat and support one another. And the fact that people are saying, oh, I read your bio on Twitter. I read, I read this uh, script that you sent. Let me pass it off to my friend. Like, I know this exec that's looking for uh, staffing needs, whatever it is. Um, so it's, I think it's the idea of, especially there's like upper level people um, that are hugely coming to bat um, for lower level writers mm-hmm. that are coming to bat and saying, we have to make sure that people who are maybe not represented at the low level uh, or who are maybe even just at the mid level yeah. um, in terms of just at least with television staffing and staffing season having just happened. And this would probably um, be a good time to shout out those people because yeah. they're doing incredible work yeah, and we love them. Uh, Javier Grigio Marks Watch at uh, OKBJGM. Um, Javi's an amazing guy, and he kind of kickstarted this with Liz Alper, who's at Liz Alps, and Latoya Morgan at Morganic Inc. And Ben Blacker, who also has a great podcast as well. I've heard. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he's at Ben Blacker. Yeah, um, and, and those, you know, among others, have been kind of the mainstays in this WJ solidarity online. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of spearheaded it, and we're their loyal foot soldiers. Now, how? So, okay. So, from non-WGA people, every once in a while, you know, somebody will say, "Well, is this a good time for me to try and get an agent?" Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my my 
advice is no, that makes you a scab, you know, Mm -hmm. just like crossing a picket line. Mm -hmm. Of course, the the argument is, but that's just for the WGA and I'm not WGA. What would be your advice with this? Mm. You know, even if you put yourself out there for an agent right now, they're probably not going to want any new clients because technically they might still have clients that are pre-WGA that they're still representing. Right. And, you know... From what we've, from what we've heard around the neighborhood is that they're, the agents are, like, a little hesitant for taking new, newer, newer clients. Right but, now. Right now. But Staffing it season seems yeah, to be still it doesn't going mean on. That they, it doesn't mean that they wouldn't, and, you know, we're not the end-all, be-all of, yeah. of that at all. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, if, if you have a connection, go for it. Yeah. But if you kind of want to use that strategically... Um, Wait till like June. Okay. You know? All right. Um, so how did you guys, how did, okay, I want to cue the violins. How did you meet? How did you start writing together? Because oh. I like it. I love, I love it when there are married teams of writers yeah. um, in my class or on this podcast because mm. it's, it's such an interesting dynamic. Oh yeah, it's definitely it's not for the weak-hearted. Yeah. This is our this is our general story that we're yeah. sharing with you right now. Okay. Um, so what happened was I had a Thanksgiving party one year. We met on Thanksgiving. We met on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I decided not to go home back to New York for Thanksgiving this one year, and I had a party. We were all at Molly Malone's actually, if you know Molly Malone's. Yeah. Anymore. And they kicked us out because it was Thanksgiving. We we kind of closed them out. And I said, all right, everyone, back to my place, and. One of the guys we were hanging out with called up Ayla because they had been hooking up. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I hate that guy. Yeah. Okay. This was a guy who uh, called me and said, "You know, do you want to come over?" Um, and I was like, "Sure, yeah." I and I just ironically happened to be like very close, within less than a mile uh-huh. of where they were, and so I went over and um, was at Jason's house, and uh, this guy introduced me to Jason, and um, we sort of saw each other, and it was like, okay, yeah. that's it. <laughs> and I remember she was she was at the bottom stoop, and she was wearing a Thanksgiving apron. Which, which I wore I, aprons as fashion statements a yeah. lot in those days. It wasn't just Thanksgiving. You yeah. were wearing the apron because that's what you I was like wearing wore. the apron as like part of my outfit. <laughs> I was like, oh, this girl's yeah. something else. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Let's bring back the apron. Yes. Well, I, you buy them from Anthropology and they cost an arm and a leg. So yes, I was like, I'm true. wearing the apron as like an item of clothing. <laughs> I paid a lot of money for it. That is awesome. Yeah. So then, I yeah, like I was that. like, oh, I'm going to get this girl's number. But I don't want to do it in front of the guy. But then she asked for my number right in front of him. Yes. <laughs> and actually, like, something that we always kind of say is that um, he actually traded me for a comic book. Well, right, right. what happened. Because what happened was we, we went into this little walk-in closet I had that I had made a little recording studio. So I said, let's, all hang, let's hang out in here. And I gave the guy a, a graphic novel, a Superman graphic novel, to check out outside the room. Like to borrow. Outside okay. the room, of course. So, and, and then, I, I, you know, I didn't get it back. So I always say I, I traded uh, a, a Superman comic for him. Do you ever, like, like wake up in the middle of the night, ah, you really Superman miss, comic. Yeah, you really yeah. misses that comic. Oh, damn, I could have had that comic. <laughs> so, so when did you guys start... Start writing together oh, very shortly after that. Yeah, we. I mean, we kind of like were just sort of we were friends for a little while, and then we started sort of writing, trading stuff back and forth, and then we started writing together. Mm, so yeah. I, would, I would say like it took about 
a, about a year before we actually started. Really. I mean, we were trading influences. Yeah, for yeah, a while, really, really, really writing. Um, I gave you Watchmen together. to read, and yeah. you gave me the um, Fun Home. You, well, you gave me Fun Home, which was great, and then you gave me the Still Life with Woodpecker, which you did not like. <laughs> I liked it okay. I liked it okay. I like Fun Home a lot. Wait, is that Tom Robbins? Tom, yeah, Tom Robbins. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what I what I think is so interesting too is you know you're you've got playwriting in your mm-hmm. background Ayla and you've got comedy in your background Jason you know and actually you know having again having read this this pilot you can see the influences of both you know sort of like digging into the dialogue yeah. mm-hmm. and yet sort of working toward a punchline yeah. at the same time do you find how how do you, you know, people are always asking like how do I write with someone I'm usually somebody who says don't write over each other's shoulder one of you does one thing well, mm. do that thing, and then the other person do something well. Like somebody do the structure and somebody else do the, the, mm-hmm. the dialogue punch up. Mm-hmm. But that's just my point of view. How do you guys work? Well, I'd say that like, we're probably pretty similar in that idea. Um, just because, uh, because I do come from sort of a playwriting background, a lot of what I bring to the table is like character work and dialogue and things like that. And that just becomes sort of my wheelhouse. And Jason is, tends to be sort of more of like a structural big picture kind of, he thinks very conceptually, which is, which um, uh, and he's also super, I'll brag on you. Um, he's also <laughs> super, uh, good with sort of, cause sometimes like you want to get up your own butt. If you'll excuse me for saying that, like you just, sometimes you want to say like, Oh, I'm going to write this thing and it'll be this whole sprawling epic or whatever it is. Right. Like you just kind of, it's like, really important. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You go, yes, exactly. <laughs> like you go off on like sort of those kinds of like tangents of like writerly kind of ambition. And Jason's always sort of like the person who like takes the, you know, I'm the balloon going up to the sky and he's kind of like pulling me back down to earth and being like, yeah, but no, but when we go to a meeting, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very working class writer. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's very, uh, so he's also like super good with that. Um, you guys even have, I mean, I was looking at your personal bios. You're from New York, Mm -hmm. Jason, and you're from Florida. So, so New York and Florida and we're a clash of cultures. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, and she's not from like the Boca part of Florida. Yeah. She's yeah. from my grandparents. No. She's from like I'm from South. like I'm from like the part where yeah. it's like Florida meets Alabama. Mm-hmm. Does it? Do you think that that gives you sort of insight into a, a a wider audience? Like as you're writing, do you think that you you know um, you're not looking at it just you know not from a New York lens, you know, or an yeah. LA lens even? Yeah, there are yeah. a lot of times where <laughs> you know, like I'll be naming someone. Like it'll come up to me to name a character and I'll, I'll, you know, like my, my go-tos are the people I grew up with. So it's like, you know, Tina O'Sullivan or, you know, Gina you like Petraglia. Put, you like to put at Okowski or yeah. whatever on the end of This everything. is where I grew up. And she's always like, no, I can't do that. It has to, has to be more lyrical or, you know, Southerner. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okowski. <laughs> uh, my guys are, my, they're always these like bricklayers from Patterson or something. Yeah. Now, what do you guys like writing the most? Because I'm seeing, the, it, it seems a little cross-genre in in the other projects that you've written. I'm, like I said, I know this one thing, which is sort of a, has sort of a half-hour Nurse Jackie edge to yeah. it. Um, but it feels like you've, you've, you've run the gamut a little bit. Can you, can you talk a little bit about some of your other projects and, and what mm-hmm. you brought you For to sure. them? 
sure. Um, I mean, we we tend to uh, we tend to do a lot of different um, styles and stuff like that. And I think even now, as writers, we're just now kind of settling into a groove of what we really. Th- it takes a long time yeah. to like really find the thing that you think that you're capable of doing um, really well. You what know, was the first thing that you guys wrote on? Uh, the first thing we did together? Yes. You don't even want to know. Oh, I just, okay. I went through it in preparation for this. I was just looking through the old files, Ayla, yeah. and I counted. We wrote 54 <gasps> scripts before it was. we reached anything good. And you're still married? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but the first thing, if we're going over like bad movie ideas, I think the first thing we did was this rom-com called Apartment Complex. <laughs> it's a pun. Yeah. It's about a girl who for some strange reason had to date all the girls in her, uh, all the guys in her apartment. <laughs> For some, for some cockney in her room, apartment complex. In, in her apartment yeah. complex. D- yeah. Don't throw that yeah. under the bus. That is oh. a freaking great idea. Oh, was it a feature? Yeah. Yeah, it was a feature, I, and her best feature. friend was her grandma. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm all, I'm, I want to see that. Oh. I want to. It's simple. You it's really, high concept. It's character really. driven. <laughs> it's stupid fun. Yeah. I would go see that movie. I'm, yeah. I'm on board. Well, then, but thank I, you. Thank I, you. I, I would That's say good. we didn't really start. Digging into our, ourselves uh, really up until a few years ago yeah. when we did a project that was partly based on my family. And then that led to us working on this Monica Lewinsky project. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I love her. Yeah. We, we worked on um, a feature about Monica Lewinsky. Um, and this was like one of the things that helped us get an agent and all kinds of stuff. Um, and it's basically a look at the Clinton Lewinsky affair from, uh, told from Monica Lewinsky's point of view, which people are, which, which we're only starting to consider. Right. Yeah. Exactly, like, exactly. Only even within the past year yeah, that, has that been a, Oh, wait a minute, there might be another story to this. Yeah. yeah. Hers. Exactly. Yeah. And that was something that like, I think I was looking at an old, really when the idea kind of like hit, we were at home in bed, <laughs> like late at night. Um, no monkey business, don't worry. Um, and uh, I was just, because we like have a rule where it's like we're not allowed to talk about work after like six o'clock or something like that. 6 p.m.? Yeah. We, oh. we try real, it's like if you get a, that if you have like? an idea or I, well, whatever. We don't know, we've never held ourselves I mean, to it. Yeah, like, <laughs> it doesn't always work. He's right about that for sure. Sometimes we break that rule, but we try to do it just out of respect for sanity and whatever. Um, but I was sitting, um, I was sitting there and it was like, I was looking through some old Vanity Fair, uh, issues and I found this old one where, did you ever see the one where Monica Lewinsky's on the cover of Vanity Fair? She's wearing this just like stunning white dress and she just looks amazing. No, I didn't. It's, she looks beautiful. And I remember reading, I was like, let me just go back and like, look at this article. Cause, Cause I had the hard copy of it. I was cleaning my closet or whatever who knows that day um and and by the way the, the little walk-in recording studio that that i had is now her yeah, now it's closet. My office. Uh, <laughs> well um one needs closets yeah, yeah, yes yeah. yes but i um i remember looking at that article and thinking this woman has gone to hell and back and i'm so interested in what her perspective is and so i actually just kind of like leaned over to jason and like kicked him woke him up whatever it is i don't know <laughs> and i was like can we do this? Can we do this? Yeah, I remember it more emphatically. It was like, we have to do this. <laughs> if we don't do this, like, I will go crazy. You yeah. must do this. I was excited about it. Um, and we ended up calling it... Um, that woman. That woman, as Which, in I did not have I, sexual relations I love with. that. I, I was yeah. so surprised that 
the book that came out of her mm-hmm. little bio yeah, very yeah. shortly after wasn't called that the, the woman Andrew Martin. because it was mm. so such a a derogatory I know. way to, to shout describe out, I know. Shout out to Mark Hardix. Well, that was his idea. Yeah, yeah, that was, I mean, that's kind of what's sort of interesting. Really, the whole thing that was really interesting is that the more we kind of like dug into looking at all of the material and research and everything like that that was available is we were just like, this woman has this scarlet letter mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. her forever, you know? And she's like, there has to be a way to kind of take this story where she often is the kind of like, shamed one in the in this instance and like let's give her a story where she's the heroine and she's um this isn't just a story about her being a victim this is a story about her being a hero Mm -hmm. and we put together our own timeline and kind of said okay what are the dramatic points where where we can really punch out and show her point of view without really you know interviewing her and knowing her point of view right there's fictionalization Um, in it yeah yeah there's fictionalization in it but we hope we stayed true to what she stood for at the time and that she was just a 21 year old girl in the middle of this. And who knows, you might've done the same thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, was... I'm pretty sure I definitely did the same thing, but not with the president of the United States. Exactly. You know, it's the idea the loser you hooked up with when, you know, you're at the bar, Molly Malone, that dude, right? Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. All due respect. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole sort of, it was a whole sort of like journey and, and really, I, I mean, we just have nothing but respect for her and right. her sort of like bravery and, and, um, um, and the idea that, you know, she, she can come out of this dark period of her life and, and, and have strength. It would be, I, I, it's such a, an interesting thing and a no brainer at the same time to uh-huh. sort of turn, you know, things in history that have only come from one point of view, mm-hmm. you know, scandals being one of them, mm-hmm. like, yes, and yes. look at it from another person's point of view. Mm-hmm. And then it's completely new story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it's grounded in something that we know. Yep. Um, that's very cool. Now I, you got a lot of meetings I would imagine out of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. We did the water bottle tour. Sure. So, yeah. so what's your, what's your take on the water bottle tour? Um, mm-hmm. and what we mean is going from production company to production company where they're taking general meetings meetings, finding out sort of a little bit about you guys mm-hmm. and also what other projects you have and, you know, sort of seeing if they want to, it's a mutual, it's a mutual date, whether you mm-hmm. want to do business with them, whether they want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. So what was anything interesting come out of those meetings where you thought, oh, I didn't know this part of taking a meeting? Um, I, I mean, it's, it, it wasn't much. I didn't know this part about taking the meeting. I, I love that stuff. So I was totally excited about the water bottle tour and I drink all the water. Um, I'm always terrible about drinking the water. I literally like never, ever, I take like a sip of the water and then I just leave it on the table because I'm afraid that if I touch the water again, it'll fall over. You know, and they do, they do try to coach you before going on the water bottle tour. They're like, if they offer coffee, don't take it. And one of the first, it's a trick. <laughs> And one They're of the very first, against you taking coffee. Yeah, and one of the first meetings we had, one of the girls was like, she's like, 
so you guys want some water? And it's like, yeah, I'll have some water. And she goes, I want coffee. She goes, do you want coffee? She was like really insistent about the coffee. And like, we, I just, at this point I was like, I don't know. Like she asked me like four times if I wanted coffee. Ayla loves coffee. I love right? coffee. <laughs> right. And so, and so I was just like, oh my God, I feel like if I don't take coffee, this girl's going to like melt into the floor. Yeah. And it was like, like it was like, take the coffee. So of course <laughs> I like took the coffee, but then I like literally, it's like I had the coffee and then there was like a lid and I didn't know what to, and I like had like my notes that I was, so I'm like holding. And I was like, this is why you don't take the coffee. It's like a whole production. And now I have to figure out what to do with the darn coffee thing. Oh, yeah. And Jason, meanwhile, was like, no, <laughs> I kind of wanted to see what was going to happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. This, this exec is very persuasive. Yeah. And and in terms of and in terms of like you know forming relationships, yeah, like with, with that one exec, we got on really well, and we've developed with her. We love her very much. Oh, her yeah. name is Amy Carp. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Montecito Picture Company, um, and. You know, some some work, some don't. It's really just it's almost like dating, right? You know? Right. And then, but in this case, it, they're also talking to the two of you as one unit in a way, right? Yeah. You guys mm-hmm. are one voice on the page. So, yeah. um, do have you found that? you have certain stories that like, okay, that's the story that Jason starts and then I come on in and I, I mm-hmm. add this part of it. Like, ha, did you start finding out you sort of even had a, uh, a, a routine in, in meetings? Uh, yeah, I think we like, we had to go through a couple, we had to go through a couple of, um, we had to go through a couple of meetings where, you know, like you, you make mistakes, oh, like you definitely make mistakes in meetings. It's not like you go, especially when you're really new and you don't know, <laughs> You, you make mistakes and it's embarrassing. Um, you talk way too much yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But after we had a couple of bad meetings, we were like, we need to fix this. And so we just kind of went through and started sort of, you kind of have to shape a little bit of how you present yourself. Yeah. Um, just because you want to sort of come in and say, like, I'm going to talk about, you know, where I grew up. And then you're going to come in and say this. So you do have to kind of come up with a... You have to have a routine. Yeah, yeah. routine. Um, that, that's truthful and entertaining. It's like, you know, when, when you go see your favorite artist in concert and they have to sing the same song a hundred times, well, how do you find a way to make that unique mm-hmm. and interesting and new to you each time you do it? Absolutely. I don't know, but we do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. This, this, without naming names, and I don't know if you're comfortable answering this question, okay? And it could just be, I'm uncomfortable answering this sure. question. But, uh, Ayla, have you ever found, like, people direct more things to Jason? Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Like... We talk about this This is, like, a huge... Yeah. This is, like, a huge point in which... And this is actually... We went to go see a talk with... Um, Marta Kaufman and she actually talked about going out and pitching with David Crane and she was like I could have been tap dancing on fire in the corner or whatever it is she said Um, and they would still look at him and like I've talked to a number of other women who are in teams and and it's definitely something that you do that you do see Mm -hmm. Um, not all the time but it's it's happened for sure interesting Mm -hmm. and and from my point of view it's difficult because I know what Ayla's going through because I hear about it afterwards. <laughs> and I know and I know now that, that I need to find a way to put the focus on her as well if someone is directing questions towards me. Well, I just think it's the unconscious bias and like what happens and what happens um, with that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, it's even happened 
like on this show. Um, really? Yes, I won't, you know, just remember there's been 600 episodes. So Congratulations. I'm, I, oh, thanks. <laughs> but I'm just saying that because it's only happened like two or three times huh. that I've had um, a guest on the show and I had, you know, male producers that mm. were helping me with the board, which clearly I need. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you are doing great. And, no, and even if they said nothing through the whole thing, mm. the person who was talking would di- di- direct every single answer at, at my male producer. No yeah. way. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's happened about two or three times, wow. but you know, over the course of 10 years, but I, I it was so shocking to me every yeah. time. Like, well, that's, I wonder what I was doing wrong. Right. And then I'd have to go, Oh, it's just because it, yeah. it's the dude in the room, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. We also have a routine where we, um, cause you know, Ayla, you know, her name is Ayla, and sometimes people say, I, we've heard everything. Ayla, yeah, usually we have to, like, slide Ayla, in things. Where, Ariola, yeah. <laughs> it's Aeolian. true. Okay, it's no, true. that it's, would be really wrong. It's yeah. true. Yeah. The, the Ariola thing has happened. Um, <laughs> so we usually kind of have to slide in things where you have to say uh, say my name a couple right. times just so that it's a so that it's yeah. a thing that people are aware of. Yeah, and yeah. Ayla's not one to talk in the third person. So it's up to me to Ayla and I. So they go, Oh, Ayla, Ayla. It would be weird if Ayla started saying, Ayla feels this. That yeah, would be, that would I definitely, that. are you kidding? I, I think that would be amazing. Really that would bad meeting. Yeah. That would not, that would yeah. not work. Out. So, so with you, uh, we already talked about what you're working on right now. What is a strategy going forward? What else are you guys writing or excited about right now? Um, you know, whether it's working with another company or something that you're developing? Um, one of the things our um, manager does, uh, Ryan Cunningham at Anonymous, uh, we've been with him since we were all very young and he was at Madhouse and, you know, we all kind of came up together. So Ryan is a fantastic manager and he always kind of keeps us working on stuff. Mm-hmm. He's always saying, send us log lines, uh, tell me ideas love to read the next draft of this. So we do a lot of development work uh, with our manager, Ryan, who's very hands-on, and um, he keeps us busy. And as, you know, being with him for so long, we're prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So we have our pitches coming up for pitch season. Um, we have a feature we're working on. We have all these little buns in the oven, and they do a great job of sending us out. So we have our connections and people um, that we feel comfortable contacting at production companies on our own that we can be, you know, semi-autonomous in moving our career along and then saying, hey, Ryan, hey, guys, you know, here's this lead. Can we look into this? And, mm-hmm. um, it, but it, it really just came with time. And uh, But Ryan was great at preparing us for that. Now, how do you... How do you handle the the weight? You know, I, I mean, you guys seem very aware that this is a it's just a journey, right? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a journey. <laughs> so, have you had your moments of oh. of I'm tired of the weight. I'm tired of this. Oh, I'm tired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like definitely, we 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 usually end up having to do a lot of like. A lot of exercising going on when we're trying to. Deal <laughs> we, we go to the. We've been going to the. We go gym to the gym a lot. <laughs> oh, good for you! Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we we find ways to deal with sort of like the stress of 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 the work. Yeah, you could obsess over it, which we also do. Yeah, <laughs> but we also have these outlets. I mean, we we're always going in to find a new place to eat. Or, yeah. 
Um, Ayla's an amazing cook. She's always finding... She taught me everything I know. Really? I'll be right over. Oh, She's please so come good. over for dinner. Okay. Like, what, do you, what do you like to cook? Um, I, I mean, usually, like, I'll do things where, like, I can make just almost anything. It was pretty much just how I learned to get attention from my father. Ah, well, that's a whole <laughs> yeah, other script. That's a whole other thing. But yeah. uh, no, cooking was a huge thing in my family. I um, like to I like to cook too. We'll get yeah. together. I'll make yeah. Greek. You can make something Ooh. else. Oh, we'll have a good time. It. It'll be yeah. fun. Um, so I am seeing, seeing one common theme. You know, when you're talking about the Monica Project and talking about what you just did uh, with, the, with the pilot, you know, there definitely seems to be issues, mm-hmm. you know, sort of life-changing, society-changing issues that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Is this reflected in your other projects as well? Is this something that you feel is going to help define you going forward? Yeah, I think I think it's defining a lot of people's work going forward. Yeah. Have you ever so this is something we talk about in generals too, um, which is a book by um, um, Strauss and Howe called The Fourth Turning. Have you ever heard about this? No. It's like a little bit of pseudoscience. It, it's a but little it's bit very of, interesting. Yeah. It, it's pseudoscience. It was by the guys who wrote the book Generations. Mm-hmm. It was big in the nineties that coined the term millennials. But uh, they posit that every eighty years is a is a you know, generations, a seculum, and every 20 years in that 80 years is a turning. So there's a high, an awakening, um, a, um, what's the word? The, uh, it's almost like an unraveling, mm-hmm. and then the crisis. And the time that we're in right now is the crisis, and that's analogous to the 30s and the 40s, when people's work becomes more about social change than kind of inward spirituality. It's, Pretty- it's the oh, stuff of Clifford O'Dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty know? much the thing that, like, what we sort of learned from reading that is um, you can kind of look at the cyclical nature of culture mm-hmm. and you can kind of look at the cyclical nature of art and sort of how art is kind of, like, always responding to um, these sort of different waves. Uh, and when you sort of look at it in segments, you actually start to see a pattern um, in history and you can trace it back to, like, you know, ancient civilization. It's, right. It's pretty fascinating. So this is almost like our version of um, the Gray's Sports Almanac in Back to the Future 2. <laughs> yeah. It, it allows you... <laughs> thanks not, for, thanks not, for bringing it back to things that yeah. I, I would understand. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it allows you to not see the future, but to see where culture is going. Yeah, right. It's just a nice commentary. It's interesting. Like, it's fun. So, so at this point, creatively, everybody's sort of it, it, in that time, and you can't help but but be approaching it in work. So uh-huh. even if it's not conscious, you know, it's, it's, it's there. there. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's very, I am seeing see it. it right? I mean, as uh, you know, as a, as a consultant, you know, it, it's even, even pretty much anything across the board, even if it's just very genre specific, uh-huh. you know, there's always a little of what's going on right now, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the questioning or the, the need to move forward or, you know, make progress. So, yeah, I, I really look forward to, like I said, finding out what's going to happen with the pilot. You have to let me know. Oh, of course yeah. we will. And, and thank you very much for creating this list and for sending me the list of lists, yes. <laughs> which I will, I will put on social media. Um, our, I assume now that you guys are, are sort of in the Twitter-verse, yeah. um, what is your Twitter handle and how can people follow you? Uh, so mine is just at Ayla Harrison. A Y L A 
H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N. Okay. Um, unfortunately, before all of this WGA <laughs> stuff yeah. started, just as a goof, I changed mine to uh, at From It The Brog. And he'll die with that. There you die. go. <laughs> and I'm sticking with that. It's, it's basically a mashup of Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear. And if you uh, if you check it out on Twitter, you'll you'll have a nice little surprise in the cover, you know, picture. You'll see a mashup of Fozzie and Kermit together, and it's Aww. it's at f r o m e t underscore t h e underscore b r o g, and I'm. I'm sticking with it. All right. Somebody was bored one night. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what if I get these two things together <laughs> and then I create a really complex Twitter handle? Yeah, with and the it. problem is because of all the list stuff, everyone's shouting each other out, and I can't change it now because now all the links will die if I change it. So I'm, I'm stuck with it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like the fact that you've just, you're leaning in, oh, yeah. you're committing. All right. Yeah. Good. He has to live with it. <laughs> well, definitely, definitely, uh, if, you, if you get a chance to read Jason Ayla's work, do. Um, remember, you can go to onthepage.tv to check out the in-person classes and now the online classes. Wah! So there's the TV class that's coming up June 9th. That's in person. And the online version of it, June 8th through 27th or something like that. And then, uh, and then there's also the rewrite weekend coming up, you guys, for people who want to take a little trip to L.A. It's been great. I've been getting people from all over the world really? every time we do this. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, it's been... It's like they come in with suitcases. It's cool. Really? Yeah, so it's two days here, July 13th and 14th, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, we will be uh, really plunging into some advanced writing techniques that you can use toward a rewrite or just use toward finishing your damn script. So check that out on the page.tv, and thank you again to Ella, <laughs> and thank you to Jason, and thanks to all of you for listening. Have a good writing week. Thanks, Thank Bilar. you for having us.